Listen, I'm like the rest of you. I get up on a, you know, weekend morning, Saturday morning. I open up my laptop or whatever. Maybe you you open the paper. It depends on how you consume your news. But you sit down, you have a coffee, you figure out what's going on in the world. And I was reading The Star and my mouth literally was agape. And I became slightly nervous, Uh, unsettled by this article, uh, Popular Airlines Flag for Safety System Non-Compliance. This is the planes, trains, and automobile. It's the uh, planes portion of our show um, today. You know, they're talking about how uh, the Toronto Star said uh, that Sunwing, who's famous for their jingles and all-inclusive resort packages, I've been away with Sunwing, has been cited by federal inspectors for not recording some aircraft defects discovered by flight crews. The regulatory breach was uncovered by Transport Canada agents in 2016 in a visit to their Etobicoke offices where inspectors reviewing maintenance records also found the planes had received uh, had not received required work. And Sunwing is only one of several popular commercial airlines that have been play, flagged for widespread nod compliance by Transport Canada. And we don't know the details. Uh, but I do understand that uh, included in the in the uh, report here, Sunwing, Jazz, WestJet, uh, WestJet Encore, a lot of these um, companies and airlines, we, we don't know the details because they are right now in court trying to prevent reports from being released. But uh, Greg McConnell, who is national chair of the Canadian Federation Federal uh, Pilots Association, had the opportunity um, to take a look at the reports not made public, but obtained through access to information legislation that the Star wrote the article based on. And he joins the show right now. Greg, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Oh, good afternoon. So, Greg, give us an idea of what we're talking about here. What was in the reports? Well, um, to give you an example of what was in the report, within the report itself, there is a statement of compliance section which basically outlines the uh, six different components of safety management systems, being the safety management plan itself, documentation, safety oversight, training awareness and compliance, quality assurance, emergency preparedness and response, and so on. And what, what shocked me was the fact that in all four airlines, they all were non-compliant with respect to four and five of the six components. And and yet these airlines are continued to fly and um, travel. And, and it's my thought that um, the Canadian public needs to know this. Yeah, uh, I'd like to know what's going on. Transport Canada in t- 2005 became the first regulator in the world, according to the Star, uh, to require larger airlines to create these systems to internally monitor safety performance. It's internal safety management systems. Is that what um, they are being cited for, not adhering to, uh, you know, this? these safety management systems will point out a problem and then they just won't fix the problem? Is that what we're talking about here? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. Now, what the rest of the world has done with respect to safety management systems, which, by the way, is a very good thing, is is that's been held as an umbrella over the regulations themselves. So it was something that most airlines should aspire to want to have, go over, above, and beyond. Sure. In Canada, what has happened is we've forgotten about the regulations. Compliance audits and uh, inspections with respect to compliance have all gone away. And so what we're left with is the SMS regime. As a matter of fact, I can't speak to very many single requirements, regulatory requirements that have been broken 
with respect to all four of these uh, reports because they speak to the system only and not to the individual requirements which have been broken. And that's part of the problem. Um, some of these airlines, as you stated, and as the star stated, are going to court to prevent these reports from coming out to the public. And that's because there's probably information in the reports that they don't want the public to see. So how serious are the problems? You know, like a, a, is, is a situation where the flight attendant's saying, well, look at this, uh, the overhead uh, compartment, it, it won't close in this specific plane and it keeps coming open. Uh, you know, we need to look into fixing that. Is it as, are they as small as that? Or is it somebody, you know, in saying that, uh, you know, a, a light in the cockpit isn't that should be lighting up to tell me about, you know, a system that's very important isn't lighting up? Well, what are we what are we talking about here? Great question. And until we get those information from the courts, I can't be specific. Wow. What I can tell you is under SMS is you, you've got sort of a, a minor, moderate and extreme sort of levels that these uh, non-compliances are classified into. And the delineation between these is, is very fuzzy. And, and so I can say that in the past, if you were auditing an airline, and they were found to be non-compliant with respect to an issue, well, um, basically that airline would probably not operate until that non-compliance was fixed. However, if it was a minor thing, then perhaps they would be given a period of time where, where they could correct something. So the devil is in the details with respect to this. Unfortunately, when uh, the star received this information, they didn't get all of the findings and they didn't get the corrective action plans as uh, would be required by the airlines to submit back to the regulator. And, and, you know, until we get back to a system of strong regulatory oversight again and then having SMS as the umbrella, which, which what it was supposed to be, I fear that uh, we might never know. And how do you advance safety with a lack of information. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me as the consumer to, you know, read that, according to you, you say the government is relying on airlines, which have its own audits, uh, you know, which its own audits have found to be non-compliant to police themselves. Well, for many years now, um, I haven't coined this phrase, but they've been saying the fox is in charge of the hen house. And and that's where we've gotten to. Well, nobody's going to have eggs then. Well, let's hope that we don't need something catastrophic to happen, uh, loss of lives or a blood quotient, um, in order to get Transport Canada to wake up and um, start looking at things in a serious manner. I just want to raise this just to give you know some perspective because you know we are speaking you know in some ways quite broadly because that's all we can do because we don't have all the information. But yeah. in this uh, Toronto Star um, article on the weekend that I think is a great read, I would highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, WestJet classified one incident as extremely improbable, uh, which by definition meant it would occur one uh, between once. Uh, sorry, it would occur uh, once every 20 years and once every 100 years, the report said. Inspectors found the same event had occurred many times in the two years they reviewed it. So their numbers are off. That's the spin the government tends to put on things. They've also stated that they've done doing 10,000 regulatory inspections uh, a month. And I also find that number to be a little bit confusing because they're taking credit for a lot of things that they're not doing. And I understand that this was something that uh, they were, that they, the, uh, what didn't the government say they had to, uh, in order uh, to protect uh, all of us flying, they had to, um, it was a, uh, sorry, I just lost my place, but it was a parliamentary. I think I, 
committee. Yeah, I think I know where you're going. It the was, uh, Parliamentary Committee yes. recommended Transport Canada uh, do 19 different things, one of which was to increase regulatory oversight, get the inspectors out of the office, get their boots back onto the ground, into the cockpit, and at the airlines doing hands-on work, and to stop relying on paperwork generated by the company in order to ensure compliance. Right. So what they've done now is said, but look, we've done 10,000. And that number is under uh, dispute. Understand there's only uh, 800 uh, air operators that are certificated approximately in this country. So if you're doing 10,000 um, inspections a month, boy, we must be in those air operator offices on the, just about a daily basis looking at what they're doing. And you doubt and that's that. That's just not the case. That's not the case at all. Greg, I really appreciate your time today. This story is going to get bigger and bigger if the courts uh, rule against the airlines and we're allowed to see what is in those reports. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again if that happens. You may very well be. Thanks so much, Greg. Have a great day. You too. Thank you very much. Cheers. That's Greg McConnell, National Chair of the Canadian Federal Pilots Association.